Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello, hello, it's Richard and Linda Ayer, and this is your latest episode of Ayers on the Road. We are happy to be with you every week. It's so much fun for us to just share some thoughts, always having to do with family, always having to do with parenting, sometimes with marriage. Basically, what a blessing to be able to get on the air on the podcast every week and talk about the most important thing, what would you say, Linda, in the world, in the universe, in the eternities? Um, that being our family. One of the above, yes. Our family. There are lots of important things right now, but especially during a pandemic, we've realized that the family is what it's all about. Um, Everyone seems to be realizing that. Someone asked the other day, were there any silver linings to this pandemic? And uh, yeah, one of them is family. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, if you don't like your family, then that's really kind of different. <laughs> and I'm sure there are some that are in hard situations with family and having to be home all the time. But for most of us, it is a wonderful time to spend more time talking to family, if not being with family. We had a really interesting little meeting with some of our friends the other night, and we posed five questions. I must say all masked and distanced. All masked and distanced in a backyard. It was great. It was great to see some of them again. But this was really interesting, didn't you think, honey? We said, here's one question with five parts. The, the question is, how has, how has and is the pandemic affecting? And then number one was the world. How is it affecting the world? Number two, or changing. I think we said, how is it changing the world? Number two, how is it changing our country? Number three, how is it changing our church? Number four, how is it changing our family? And number five, how is it changing you or me as an individual? And what I thought was fascinating is the the first two questions were really dark and pessimistic. All everyone could think of was, what this pandemic's doing to our economy, to our education system, how many people are descending into extreme poverty, over a hundred million just in India, on and on and on. And then we moved on to the second question, how's it affecting our country? Again, pretty pessimistic, right? I mean, right. we're divided. So much division, so divisive. But then we got to church. And it started to turn. It started to turn towards a brighter, more optimistic kind of a thing. Um, well, we're learning to have church at home. We're learning to really be, you know, home-centered, church-supported. We, well, and to really know that it's up to us to read the scriptures and 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 think about in, enriching our spirits. Yeah, it's up to us. And so that's a and it's been a really good thing. I think. And then it got to family, and again, well, we're we're closer. We have more time together, as you mentioned, Linda. Summer, like, wow, I didn't like my kids as well as I thought. Now that they're home all day every day, so there were pros and cons. But by and large, how has the pandemic changed your family? The answer to, answers were mostly positive. And then we got to how has it affected you as an individual? And there are people with anxiety and people with 
a certain amount of depression because of what's happening. But again, a lot of people were saying I'm more introspective. I'm reading more. I have more time to really think about things and be on my own. And, and it's all good. So I just thought, I thought we'd just share that because think of that, how, how pessimistic and bleak it looks on the macro, the world. And then as it becomes more personal, many people feel like they're growing and like it's good for them, good for their family and good for their church. So it's an interesting time. And little did we know when we started doing these podcasts, the first of March, where we'd be now. I right. mean, didn't we all think? And then on the 18th of March, of course, those of you who are in Utah, we experienced that crazy um, earthquake. Right. And people are experiencing now fires, in, 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 especially in California, but also in Utah and Idaho. We just left Bear Lake about two hours ago, and the whole valley is full of smoke. You can, you can barely even see the lake, and it is here, too. We're back in Park City, and it's smoky everywhere because of all these wildfires, because of the heat. There are so many difficult things in our lives of right now. Of course, the whole racism thing. I mean, it's a, 2020 is going to go down as a really difficult and in some ways pivotal year. But we're going to make it a little happier today, aren't we? We hope so, absolutely. <laughs> we, there's, there's one thing that can really change your mind in a hurry if you're feeling down and out. And there, I could almost put it in the words of a song, couldn't I? Um, something about when you're worried and you can't sleep, count your blessings instead of sheep. <laughs> And you'll fall asleep. Anyway, um, it really is important to remember how grateful we are for where we are, what we are, what we have, and all the amazing things that are part of our life that we sometimes forget. So, in case you haven't guessed, the theme of today's Ours on the Road show is thankfulness. And one reason this is on our mind, this whole question, this whole topic of gratitude and counting blessings and so on. I mean, it didn't just happen this way. We didn't just happen to talk about it because of the pandemic. It's a book that really, I think, is our favorite. It's one of our favorites, for sure, that we've ever written. A book we did a few years ago called The Thankful Heart. And our good publisher, Bless His Heart, said, well, it's time for a new edition of that book, and we're going to turn it into a book that we're going to call Daily Thanks. And we're going to keep the what you've written, Richard and Linda Iyer, but we are also going to make it a journal, a gratitude make it your journal. Book, it's going actually. to be your book. Um, and it's their idea, not ours. We were thrilled that they did this. They've taken some of the, because we had so much fun doing this. There's so many magnificent quotes about Thanksgiving and being grateful and showing gratitude and so on. But they took the, the quotes, and I think there's still some... We haven't even got a copy in our hands well, yet. Well, it's but. just coming out. It'll be out in a month or two. But we, we do... Let, let us read you a little of the... Uh, to kind of give you an idea of what the book is and what we're going to talk about today. It starts out on the flyleaf. In this, the most poetic and spiritual of self-help books, Richard and Linda transform a holiday noun into a practicable verb. So we're not talking about Thanksgiving as a holiday, we're talking about Thanksgiving as a verb. 
and passive thanksgiving becomes active thanks-giving, which lasts all year. Through its lens, the whole world, along with each day of our lives, becomes more beautiful. We like to think of this time of year as we start to enter into the fall. It's, it's just a beautiful time. It's a time to reflect. It's a time to count blessings. It's a time to feel gratitude. And that may be harder this year because of the pandemic, or it may be easier. It may be more important. Well, we have more time to sit and reflect, I think, um, how grateful we are. And, you know, there's so many things we learn to be grateful for, especially right now, as school is supposed to be starting 100%. And there are so many varieties of what even just our grandchildren are doing. We have grandchildren in Hawaii who are hurried back to do a um, quarantine so that they can start the kids in school and then two days before school they decided not to do it. They're just all sitting there with their computers trying to find space so that their kids, their five kids can all sit in separate places somewhere and and talk to their teachers and do their homework. It, it is crazy. And some this of them are not going to school at all. We have a son who's teaching school in a charter school in Arizona, and they're all there all day with masks. But, man, the bottom line is we have learned to be grateful for school. Well, and, and for a number of things. In fact, our standard advice when one of our kids is a little down in their family or their parenting, and what should we do? We, we really do, tried as it sounds. We say, count your blessings. Let's, let's make this a time of intense gratitude. Here's what's on the back of the book. I think this is a pithy little sentence that will give you an idea of how, how much we think of this concept. Gratitude does not lead to happiness. Gratitude is happiness in its most obtainable form. Think about that for a minute. Gratitude doesn't lead to happiness. It is happiness in its most obtainable form. In other words, when you are really grateful, when you cultivate that gift, that quality, that feeling of thankfulness, that is happiness. It's, it's not a step from there to happiness. That is what happiness well, is. Well, it does make us happy when no matter how down we are, we can always think of something to be grateful for. We really can. And, and what we try to do is to make it a monthly book. And think of these connections as we read through these, because it starts in November. But think how thanksgiving ties to all the other important things in our life. And this is what they've done with the new book. They've right. made specific things that you can do each month and write it down. So November, Thanksgiving and Remembrance. December, Thanksgiving and Grace. You can kind of guess what we're leading to as, as we read you these, these titles for each month. January, Thanksgiving and Perspective. February, Thanksgiving and Love. March, Thanksgiving, and character. Think how these link in every case and how natural these connections are. April, Thanksgiving, and asking. May, Thanksgiving, and receiving. June, Thanksgiving, and health and vitality. That's one you wouldn't think of, but there's definitely a connection there. July, Thanksgiving, and family. We put that in July because that's when so many families get together and have reunions and Boy, that's a time for a, a very personal, familial kind of Thanksgiving. September, Thanksgiving and, oh sorry, I left out August. August, Thanksgiving and adversity. What about that? That's 
I guess we're going to read right now because it's August. We yeah, better read that. It's August, and we, we got a lot of adversity. As soon as we finish, we're going to read <clears> that. How did we time that one? I don't time? know. September, Thanksgiving and serendipity slash stewardship. October, Thanksgiving and the confident humility of faith. So you can kind of see how how powerfully we, we think of Thanksgiving. Let, let's just read you a little more. It's no bland or passive quality we're talking about here. Thanksgiving is not just a second-tier holiday. And Thanksgiving is not just a nice, polite thing to do. We're talking about something much more than that. About a holiday that can become the harbinger of a grace-filled Christmas and a joy-filled New Year. And we're talking about an obtainable skill that can transform your life. About a habit that can reframe your perspective and your outlook about an extraordinary gift you can receive from God and give to others, about a secret that can unlock the deepest and most beautiful parts of your heart. So after we take a little break, what we're going to do is we're going to give you what I think is really the, the pithiest part of our feelings about Thanksgiving. We're going to give you a challenge for each month of the year. You may not remember these, but we'll refer you to something where you can find them. But a thing you can try to do each month that will increase your capacity to feel gratitude and thanksgiving and thus increase your happiness. It is something that we all need to think more about. So as we think about this together today, I hope we can give you some good ideas in this second half about what you can do to turn things around if you're had a down week and feel the real gratitude that you have for just being alive. And if any of you are saying, oh boy, this is the worst time you could ever talk about gratitude because my whole life's falling apart. I'm, I'm in limbo because of this pandemic. I don't know what's up and what's down. How can I be grateful for anything? That's the very time we need to develop this power of gratitude. So stay with us. We'll be right back to get a little more specific about gratitude right after this brief break. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about gratitude today. And during the break, we decided we are just going to go straight to August because um, it's a time, I mean, we talked about adversity without realizing we were going to be in a pandemic when we read this, but we thought it'd be a good thing, too. So we're going to read you the challenge for each month, and they don't need to be done during the month. Why don't you, as a listener, pick out the gratitude challenge that appeals most to you as we read through them and start working on it. So here's the challenge for August. This month, actually audit your adversity. Not to emphasize the negative, but to prove to yourself that it's a necessary part that is always there. Instead of hoping to be rid of it, make peace with it and hone the art of overcoming. In your book each day... This is your gratitude book. Right. Note some little obstacle you faced, or big, Yeah. and write how you either got past it or how you made friends with it. I really like that, Linda. Make peace with adversity because we've all got it, especially now. I mean, no matter how happy or sad you are, it is. Uh, there's always adversity in our lives. 
Here's another challenge. This one is for September, but like we said, take the one you want most now. This challenge, the gratitude challenge, is give up on control. Write down in your gratitude book each day something that you are glad you don't consciously control from things internally automatic like digestion or your tear ducts or your sweat glands to something unpredictably external as weather or sunsets. Think how glad you are to observe and enjoy and benefit rather than controlling all of those things. That is really interesting. Even in the hardest days, we're seeing a lot of smoke today because of fires everywhere. And of course, we're grateful it's not in our backyard, but we are thinking so much about these people that are affected by fires. I think it can lead you to a lot of different places. Here's another challenge. This one is listed for October, but you could do it any time. Cultivate a positive can-do attitude. Can't. Cultivate can't a positive can't-do attitude. Oxymoron? No, because you can't... The, the can't-do is the realistic humility of how inconsequential we are. Hmm, that's interesting. While the positive is the spiritualistic faith of how God can do with us and through us anything, each day write down in your book something that you don't deserve and didn't earn. This, by the way, is the very easiest of all the challenges. <laughs> and that's true. We, didn't, we don't deserve a lot of our blessings. That leads to some really interesting gratitude thinking, Linda. When you try to make a list of the things you don't deserve and didn't earn, it's so most of the greatest things in our life. We didn't earn them. We don't deserve yeah, them. Yeah, we, we can't do what we have. I mean, we just we don't really deserve it, but we can't do what God can do for us or for what is going to happen to us in the next bit. Absolutely. So now let's go to the January challenge. But as we do, we want, to, we want you to remember, we're not trying to get you to do all these at once. We're just throwing out some thoughts, and you pick the challenge that you think might apply most to you. Here's another challenge on gratitude, involving a gratitude journal. Wake up. Notice more. Take more in. Spend less time inside yourself worrying, and more time outside yourself rejoicing. If you have troubles, try to see through them. If you have challenges, try to see over them. If you have blessings, see God's hand in them. This month, taste, smell, look, and listen harder, and try to feel more with both your skin and with your soul. In your gratitude book, each day, write down one new thing that one of your senses revealed to you and let your increasing awareness give you the perspective that catalyzes gratitude. That's a good one. We gotta do better on these. We are, we're so glad we're reading this book today because we really, we really need this. We hope you do too. Except unless you're just grateful every day all the time. Here's a challenge, especially for February, but you might wanna try it sooner. In this Valentine's month, love something or someone new each day. A new notice beauty, a new small opportunity, a little inconvenience. Or a person you've never loved before, write one in your book each day. 
Many will be the same things you felt grateful for, but this time say, I love you. That is kind of an interesting extension when you say, I'm grateful for my house, that's fine. But then if you say, I love my house, it kind of takes it to a new level, especially if it's a, with a person. Right. It is. It's a new way to think about it. Just go a little deeper. Here's a challenge for March. Thanks and love one-on-one, one-on-one each day. Say thank you to someone. Not polite and perfunctory, but eye-to-eye, or at least heart-to-heart, feeling it, meaning it. In your book, record who you said thank you to. Record the receiver's name each day of the month. Wouldn't that be something to keep track for a full month of everyone you said thank you to and really meaning that, looking them in the eye and really saying thank you. Thank you's become kind of like hello or goodbye. Thanks. Right. But how about real thank you? Yeah, makes it just ponder for a minute. I'm grateful for a friend who just knew that we were in a little trouble last week and she just checked in with me to say, how are you doing? How's it going? And it was just so nice. I just write her, wrote her a nice thank you note. Thanks for just keeping up with us. Here's another monthly challenge. This one is on the month where we were focusing on asking in prayer. So this month, practice asking. Practice the creative formulation of a good question. Ask someone something every day this month. In prayer, ask for one thing you truly think you need. Write each day's mortal and divine question in your book. Along with the questions you receive, notice the improvement in questions and answers by the end of the month. Oh, I think questions are so important every day. What a month to write down, to every day challenge yourself to ask a good question to another person and write down what your question was and to ask a new question to God in prayer and keep track of those for a full month. That would be a powerful prayer enhancement. I just think the best way to get to know a person is to ask questions about their lives because people like to talk about themselves and you learn so much. Here's another challenge. Send or deliver one handwritten note of thanks each week this month. That's a big challenge. That is a big challenge. That alone will make you a unique receiver. And since receiving is partly about accepting the balance between pleasure and pain, In your book, each day, write two things, the best and the worst, the happy and the sad. Practice accepting them both, treating them both the same, finding some silver or lining of joy in each. Um, Boy, isn't that interesting? Um, Silver lining every day. You are so good at writing handwritten notes. Richard, for those of you who don't know him, loves pens and not just regular pens. He loves mm-hmm. fountain pens that actually write with real ink from an ink well. He loves that. So every month he checks on the kids' birthdays and actually the half birthdays. And when and then he figures out the half birthday of that child and sends them a half birthday letter. So I take care of the birthdays. And then he gets all the joy from the half birthday letters, but not really. Um It really is fun to have a child receive a handwritten letter. It's so unusual. All right, here are two more challenges to go, and you can pick your favorite. Um, This this is a challenge I want to work more on. This month, once each day, 
any time, pause. Just sit still and serene. Relax. Loosen your wrists and your ankles and let it spread from there. Then focus for three minutes on one simple visualizable blessing. See it in your mind from all perspectives. Block every other thought. Later that day, write it in your book. So this is sort of going deeper. This is three minutes just on one particular thing you're grateful for. But not just saying I'm grateful and then moving on. Thinking about it hard for three minutes, looking at it from all angles, and then writing it in your gratitude. Oh, I like the relaxing part the best. Yeah. Because, you know, you get up and start thinking, what do I have to do today? What do I have to do today? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to get through this or not. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, even in a pandemic, there's just so much to do to take care of a family. And I've found it so interesting to just really relax a little bit before I start that day. Here's the last challenge we're going to mention to you. I think you'll like this one. This month in your book, guided by your imagination and your hope, write one, a, one paragraph description of your relationship with each member of your family five years from now. This is a relationship goal setting. That's interesting. We don't talk about that very often. This yeah. is a relationship goal setting, and it can become self-fulfilling, a verbal magnet that pulls reality and sparks the most personal gratitude of all. That's a big challenge. If you were to spend a month and each day write a little description of your relationship with someone you love, that's powerful gratitude because you're not only saying, I'm grateful for Jimmy, you're saying, here's my relationship with Jimmy the way I want it to be in five years. Now you're getting gratitude even for the future that hasn't happened yet. And that gratitude is motivating you to do more and more to make that relationship like what you want it to Man, be. Man, that has made me think that we have more people in our family than we do days in the month right now. That's true. So that would be hard for us. But if, if we just picked a member of the family, but how personal a relationship do I have with each of my grandchildren? And I, I like to send birthday messages just online and have the parents read it to the kids that they can't read yet, just about what I love about each little child in our family. And I think that has helped me to think about what I appreciate about them, what, how grateful I am for them. We should maybe, I, by way of information and also gratitude, since that's what we're talking about today, Linda, we should take a minute and say how grateful we are for our publisher. We have a new publisher. I knew it's been several Gosh, years yeah, now. It has. But for many years, our publisher were, were national. They, we, we published with Random House, with Simon & Schuster, with Golden Books. Golden Books, with McGraw-Hill. And they were wonderful, and they did a lot for our writing and so on. But we made a big shift a few years ago to a new publisher by the name of Familius, F-A-M-I-L-I-U-S, which you might guess we wanted to help them because their idea, their goal, was to only publish books that had to do with family, that would help family, that would help parents, that would help marriage, and so on. And so we thought, let's throw our lot in with them because their goals are the same as ours. And... Um, We've now done our last 10 books, including this new book on daily thanks that we've been talking about today. Not even out yet, but we'll be in a month or so. And we would just want to express our gratitude for Familius. You can go online, familius.com. 
Famous.com, F-A-M-I-L-I-U-S. And they have wonderful children's books, such great things for family. We really compliment them for their great efforts to improve families. And before long, this new book on gratitude, Daily Thanks, will be there. But with or without the book, our challenge to you is be more grateful, right? What better time than in the middle of a pandemic to say, I'm not going to focus on the problems. I'm going to focus on my blessings. I'm going to count them. We wish you the very best with that challenge, and we'll, we'll take the same challenge ourselves. Thanks for listening today, and we'll see you again next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye.